You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Pit Pass Radio. All right, welcome back to show hour number two of the program. We had... Uh, a fun hour, number one. We talked to Shana Texter and Brad Baker and J.D. Beach. So kind of a flat track Good themed stuff. hour. Good stuff. Even though J.D. Beach did just come off a big win At in the Moto America. Yes, in Virginia International Raceway in the Moto America Championship, the Superbike. He is a Superbike racer. Who's coming now. up in hour number two? We have Taylor Robert, who's on hold now. And we have Ricky Russell, so a couple off-road fellas. And then who'd you say you got? The Drake, uh, Drake Beecham. Drake Beecham is going to be on awesome. Who, so. By the way, he put us on his uniform. Drake did? Yeah, on oh, his yeah. leathers? You bet. I was a big surprise to me, but Tommy Boy Halverson can work miracles. So uh, we're, we're lucky to be able to get him and cool. uh, the balance of the hour. You're listening to Pit Pass Motor Racing Weekly, part of the Evergreen Podcast production system. Check us out online, Evergreen Podcast. Um, you're going to... I think you're going to like what you what you find there because it's a multitude of different types of programming, but um, it's a it's a great lifestyle journey, and that's what we're all about right now. You know, it's about lifestyle. And uh, Tony, uh, you'll have the introduction for uh, Young Taylor. Yep, he currently holds the lead in the standings of the Works Pro MC class, and he also has five straight first place finishes with six rounds left. He's a factory KTM rider. Um, also won the two opening rounds of the 2019 Sprint Hero Racing Series, which is put on by uh, the Works Crew, which is sanctioned by AMA. So Taylor Robert is on a roll. What's up, Taylor? Not much, guys. Just uh, out working in the shop right now, actually. But yeah, it's been a uh, been a good year so far. When you say working in the shop, do you not have a mechanic that does everything? <laughs> no, come on, we're off road guys. You know, but still. No, I, yeah, I there, mean, there are some I off-road have, guys. I have, a, uh, I have a mechanic that does all my race bike stuff. 10-4. I still, I still have to do a tire, oil change, air filter, that kind of stuff on my practice bike. Who uh, does the sweeping? Who who sweeps the uh, floor? Uh, that would be yours truly. Wow. <laughs> Taylor Roberts sweeps his own floor. Taylor, even, even, I, have a, even I have a mechanic for that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> that's a that's that's a nice thing you I guess say. I, I guess I need to step up my game. You need to step up your program. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Obviously, it's working for you. You're having a good season. Yeah. Yeah. No complaints here. Been been having a, a strong, healthy season, and uh, feeling like you know this is what I should have been doing the last couple of years, but had some injuries. So just uh, trying to keep the train rolling and having fun while I'm at it. You uh, you talk about having to work in the shop and do that kind of thing, um, but on on the race bike you've got a mechanic. Does KTM pay for that, or, or how does that work? Oh, that's a good question. Uh, yeah, I mean, with uh, you know, as KTM has proved they are a pretty uh, a good crew and they have a good system, so we don't see our race bikes at all um, except for at the races. 
and the race shop is out in California, and they have a full-time mechanic for every rider. Wow. And then we, we also have a, um, a motor guy, a suspension guy, a parts guy. So uh, it's definitely, when, you, when we show up at the races and you just see my mechanic and myself, uh, there's a lot more to it than, than just what you see. Well, who races. manages all the guys? I mean, I, I have a, a great crew here in the studio. I have a great, you know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> not that any of these guys are, are, are worse off than me. Um, but but who, who manages the effort? There's got to be some person that's uh, at the top of the, uh, at the, at the top of the ladder, right? Yeah, um, Auntie Coleman, who uh, he's been with KTM now for like 15 years or something. Wow. Um, he came, he's from Finland. He came over from Finland in 2005, I think, with Yuha Salmonen when Yuha was doing the GCCs. And it was just one of those cases of being in the right place at the right time. And he stepped into a team manager position. And uh, yeah, he's, Honestly, he does an incredible job, and he has a ton on his plate. I don't know right. how he handles all that because, like I said, he not only deals with all those employees. And it keeps growing. Deals, yeah, yeah, it keeps growing. <laughs> he deals with all the riders. Yeah. And uh, and he's also our Team USA team manager uh, for ISE. So he does a lot with coordinating, you know, getting our bikes to ISE, getting all the mechanics and support crew to ISE and getting all the writers to ISD, so he has a lot going on. Wow. Pretty wild. We, we need to have him on the show, by the way. I think that'd be a great great interview. Let's, I think we did years ago, but it's been a long, long time if we have. But say the name. Say the name one more time Auntie. for me. What is it? Auntie, Auntie Collinan. It's A-N-T-T-I. Yep, Auntie. Auntie. Yeah. He's, uh, perhaps I was off that week, but... He'd been around a long time. Well, what is it with the people from Finland or the Netherlands, uh... Roger obviously comes to uh, to mind. They really like our weather, and they're willing to work nonstop <laughs> to keep enjoying it. I think it must be that. <laughs> I think you're probably yeah. right. Are you in? You're in Arizona, right, Taylor? I am. Whereabouts? I can't remember. I am in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona, but I actually live like Scottsdale is a really long, skinny city, so I live closer to Cave Creek, kind of up in the up in the hills, just outside of Phoenix. Yeah, I, you know, I think we talked about this last time. I'm, I'm, I want to spend the winter in in Apache Junction just because the airports are close <laughs> to out of Des Moines, and I want to uh, so I can come back and forth a bit. But I, I plan on spending a fair bit of time in in uh, down there and riding. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean the good there's good riding there, right? There's incredible riding here, and there's you know there's a lot of guys that do just that. Um, I started riding with this guy this winter from uh, one guy from Montana and one guy from Canada. They, they just they kind of moved down here for the whole winter, and yep. uh, they just wanted wanted people to ride with. So, um, you know, and I'm riding just about every day. Yep. I would let let them know what the program was for the day, and they'd show up and ride. And the program is what you beating their ass and everybody else uh, taking second place, right? <laughs> yeah, you know, I just, I just like having guys out there to ride with. You know, I really like riding by myself. So, and you're out in the desert. It's probably not the wisest decision to be uh, solo in the desert, right? Yeah, and there's a lot of places that I ride that, you know, even if you did get crash or get hurt, it would be really hard to get out, out to you if you didn't have another guy on a bike or a helicopter. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, or a helicopter. Riding alone is dangerous. We we don't mention it often enough. You really just shouldn't do it. Tony, you'll do it a bunch because you're that guy. But <laughs> I no, did, nobody I else even, wants to ride with him. So yeah, that's true. Also, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh it's one of them deals. You know, like even you know I own a racetrack, Taylor, and and it's literally my you know my front yard. It's across the road, and there it is from my house, and and. Um, you know, I built this little stadium track that we had a race on last Saturday, and it's so much fun. But I still can't go riding it by myself, you know? I mean, like, most people have to work during the day or whatever. <laughs> so you still have to figure it out what to do to get people to... Come ride with you. Come ride, yeah. it's it's, it's part, part of developing a track, and I don't want you to discount this too much, part of developing a track is actually getting out there and experiencing what do I need to change to make it best for those that are racing, right, or riding. Yeah, and they so so don't don't discount what you're doing. But the tracks they they race different than they yeah, do. Your track sucks. Then, I'm just saying, uh, on, on the most part, for yeah. the most part. Yeah, thanks. Okay. No, I'm serious. You know, I love your track, uh, Mac. You know what's weird <laughs> is that, uh, and Taylor Robert is our guest. But Taylor, you should come experience Tony's track, and and the hospitality that is extended to everybody that comes on that track. And I think that's probably the best of the best. If you can take care of your 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 uh, competitors and their families, boy, that's a big job. You know what I mean? Yeah, we get yeah. back east, Taylor? Uh, you know, I, I haven't actually in the last couple of years. You know, I was for a few years there, I was going back east, you know, once or twice a year to do uh, TKO and mm-hmm. – uh, events like that but i uh actually haven't been back there it, you'd be surprised years. it's a lot like arizona um <laughs> only I, better dirt yeah. <laughs> only way better dirt <laughs> we do have good dirt oh my god is a good dirt that you could plant corn in it on friday and come back on monday and it's already you know six inches high and so if, if, <laughs> if dude, dude come back please what's our date tony uh coming up for the uh for the shootout uh justin brayton shootout is May 18 and 19, which is next weekend. But, Taylor, we do have an off-road race there in October. The Woods Cross. Yeah, that'd be a lot of oh, fun to, about that, huh? to uh, fly you in, have a bike all set up, and uh, you um, you could just fly in with your gear bag and rock start. We'd have, it'd be a stock We want you to bring but... a bunch of uh, prizes for the uh, kids, though. <laughs> no, we don't need that. Oh, yeah. Maybe some jerseys uh, or something. <laughs> Tear offs. <laughs> I, no, I, I honestly, I would be interested in something like that. I well, did make a, a little bit of a deal with KTM this year, though, that I wasn't going to do any extracurricular races because I got hurt the last two years doing races or rides. That you're I not, and you're not the only racer. And again, back to the, they know what they're doing. They're starting to exactly well, this develop. This doesn't a, have to be classified as a race. Defa- so develop it, guidelines. Well, it, it is a race. Uh, it's more of a ride. It, it's um, going to be a race, I think. Right, Tony? There's there's going to be a checker flag. It's a race. It's a race. I'm working on this, guys. Help me out, will you please? Taylor, there's... you you mentioned that uh, <laughs> you know you don't even get to see your race bike. I find that interesting. Right? I guess it makes total sense. Uh, how close is your? I'm sure you've got a practice bike or two at home. I mean, are they plenty comparable enough that you don't have to make too many adjustments when you get to the race, or? Is there is there a fair bit of gap between what m- your practice bike and your race bike? Uh no, honestly, they're set up uh, identical. The only, I guess, the only real difference would be that I just run pump gas in my practice bike, and we run race gas in our race bikes. So, um, other than that, 
uh, yeah, they're identical. So I don't, I don't really notice that much of a difference. I mean, just like anything, you can kind of tell a little bit of a difference from bike to bike, um, especially when you go from a, a practice bike with, say, 40 hours on it, and you get on your race bike that has four hours on it. So um, Everything feels a little nicer. Yeah. Is it more but crisp? Is that, that is that what we're looking for? <clears throat> more crisp? It's, it's like a, yeah, a old car versus a, a new car? It. Say it again? Yeah. Say it again, Taylor? I said, yeah, that would be a good way to describe it. Okay. I, I just like, you know, how tight everything feels. That's, yeah, there's nothing better than a new bike. Yeah, they they definitely, and you don't realize because it happens slowly how clapped, how clapped out your uh, daily rider is till you get on a nice fresh one. Then you realize, wow, I've really done some damage to this thing. Uh, and that's that's every rider out there. I get guys who come in, and it's quite honestly how you sell a new motorcycle to anyone. You let them ride it, and then they go, wow, mine's kind of clapped out. Right. It's one of the tricks of the trade, Tony. You know, Tony, that's... I know you wouldn't fall for it, that, but... That leaves me to believe, or the question... Anyway, pardon me for <clears throat> choking up here, but you've got 40 bikes in your in your shop, right? Or so. Or so. Not um, quite 40, but I have too many. All right, so 38. <laughs> but the point is, um, are any of them uh, close to being fresh? Yeah, I have a bike that has 1.2 hours on it. And that is a Honda. Uh-huh. Okay. New Honda 450. And Saving I've, it for a special day. Well, I'm doing Loretta's this year. Oh, right. And yes. assuming I, and I'll just say this right now, if I can't qualify in the plus 40 class, I'm going to get a sport quad and not wear a helmet. And oh, ride shut your mouth. Drunk. Shut it. I'm going to get now. I'm going to be drunk that and ride is, a sport quad. That is the funniest thing. I'm going to get a, I'm going to get a sport quad and ride Shut with it. no helmet. You watch now oh, I probably wow. won't. And the qualifiers at Kevin Winham's place and I've Boom. never been there but it sounds like a blast but You've I, never been to K-Dub's place? Uh, no. I have been like 3 times. It's yeah, weird that. Yep. That's wild. So anyway, down, I, down Mississippi. I have this new Honda and I I had another one break. I have I have I have clone Hondas, right? Yeah. From Stormlink. Yeah. Stormlink Honda, and so the the new one uh, we we're planning on just keeping fresh for the uh, for the 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 race in in August, and then it'll turn into my uh, practice bike, and then the the <laughs> the practice bike will go away. We'll get rid of that one. So <laughs> sure, yes, well. I have it. I do have a freshie. I have also <laughs> Taylor. I have a 1997. It still has the original plastic, and it looks like it's. What I have a 97 CR 500. I've been riding. Oh. It's so good, and the I'm uh, I'm set, shipping the suspension off to Race Tech so they can make it. Have you started it? Do you know that it runs? I ra- yeah, I, ra- I raced it. You Sunday. actually raced it. I raced it Sunday. How'd you do? I won. No, I got beat. What is Disregard, it? I got beat, but it was <laughs> it was. Is it was it the um, the Tony and and underclass? <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> no, it was fun. So I got yeah. I've, wow. You know what? Ta- a plethora of one twenty fives. You've got a one or five of everything. <laughs> In two thousand three, oh, I wow. raced a KTM one twenty five SX. I found that exact bike. No. Oh. Same wheels, same tires, same chain of sprockets. Crazy. It looked like it was in a hot tub time machine. And I found it on <laughs> Facebook for twelve hundred bucks. So I bought that thing. That's the one that Canard's Would been you working pay for on. Twelve hundred bucks. That's it. I mean, seriously, you gave him what they were asking? No, no, no. They were asking fifteen hundred. Oh, yeah, that's a little Attaboy. high for an old and I, clapped out two stroke. It's plenty for that bike. But it was the same bike that I and they were dude, you ride one twenty five ever, Taylor? Oh yeah. I um when I first 
well, I raced Loretta's on a 125, and uh, my first year I did the whole work series. I raced the 125A class. Do you ride one now, though? Oh, do I ride one now? Taylor? No, I, uh, I don't. Man. Oh, my God. It's a good, tra- it's a good you, training tool when fair, you need to learn how to stretch a throttle cable. It's a real good yeah. training just, tool just for Just put that. our guest on hold. If he's not going to ride a 125, uh, no, we'll put oh, him on. on. I, got a, I got a good story for you guys, though. Uh, All okay, right, good. To, every year um, at the KTM dealer meeting, uh, we would ride 125 and the 150s because, you know, those are the bikes that none of us get to ride during the year. So sure. The most fun ones to ride. And... Uh, then a couple of years, I haven't done a dealer meeting for the last couple of years because I think I, I just really, honestly, none of the riders got invited back because uh, we did like a <laughs> team race with the dealers one time, and uh, Caleb Russell and Ryan Dungey wrecked in the first turn together, and uh, they probably realized it wasn't a good idea to have uh, their two of their highest paid athletes. <laughs> <laughs> racing, with, racing with the dealers on 125 for no with an open bar in the vicinity <laughs> an open bar yeah, is that what exactly. you said <laughs> yeah yeah it's just not a good idea <laughs> so uh anyway i always did look forward to the dealer meetings getting to ride the 125s and 150s but um yeah, we haven't done that for the last couple of years, and I think it's because of that. Oh, will no. you make it a point this year, though, please? And then from that dealer meeting, will you call us so we uh, so we can be in touch with Hear the, the carnage. <laughs> oh, my <Yeah>. God. <laughs> what did they say? As God is my witness, I thought turkeys could fly. Um, but <laughs> Anyway, Taylor, it's always good to talk to you, brother. Hey, how about, how about this? Uh, give you a chance to – obviously, we've mentioned a few sponsors, but – Perhaps you could uh, mention a balance of the sponsors that have made it possible for you to go racing all these years. Uh, yes. Uh, the Red Bull FMF KTM team is obviously the main main crew that's behind me, and those guys are awesome. But uh, aside from them, Curly Designs, 100% USW Hydration System, um, GoPro, and, uh, yeah, just I got my all my friends and family that – go to the races with me and support me and that whole shindig is can't do it without them you know you mentioned uh, gopro right um gopro yeah. is legitimately and i think they can lay claim to this but has legitimately changed the way we look at racing today agree or disagree oh i totally agree yeah yep. i thought it was eli tomac but it's ac- actually a uh, gopro so it was either that or, or Marvin Muskin would be a, a close second. Anyway, um, <laughs> Taylor, we always have fun when you're on the show. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you guys. Good talking to you. It's always good to talk with you. All right, stay tuned. More Pit Pass Around the Corner, part of the Evergreen Podcasting System. Uh, back after this, thanks to Jack and Leanne DeLeon making the program sound as good as it does. Thank you, guys. Back after this. Hey, this is Josh Hayes. I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, 
toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, I think that was good enough. I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. (laughs) Right.